This is Opposite Attractions. This week's challenge, let's get very dangerous. Welcome to Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen, the show about theme park design that's technically possible. I'm your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by Jim Murphy. He's a wonderful guy. You know it's Jim Murphy. Let's make lots of rides. Um, I don't- You know it's Jim Murphy. He's that fucking dude with attitude. <laughs> it's Jimmy Murphy. I I don't know the theme to Darkwing Duck off the top of my head, but I thought that would be the direction you would go. Oh shit! That should have been. I should have. No, that would have been dangerous, mine though. As the very that would have been mine though, because you're the launch pad and I am Darkwing. <laughs> That's the dichotomy we have set up here. I've even got the daughter to go along with it. I, I do not look that good in, like, a flight jacket, honestly. Or a scarf. Yeah. So, Jim, we've we've reached the kind of the apex of this season's... And it's halfway through this season, <laughs> the but peak somehow of dangerous just, entertainment. Yes, but I decided, how about just halfway through the season, we could do what the season's all about by making the most dangerous theme park ride. And uh, before we get into it, I did a little research beforehand. Which doesn't mean I went to Reddit again and found Fairground and Theme Park Workers of Reddit. What is the biggest malfunction that has went unnoticed by the public? Edit over 200 replies? Wow! <laughs> um, so there's a bunch of basic stuff like, hey, a lot of people piss in those seats and you don't know about it. This one is about a massive... This one is about a 30 dolphin orgy that happened in SeaWorld, and apparently they were just all in a giant ball. It says all, <laughs> the last sentence is only one fat dolphin came up to eat, but occasionally you would just see tails come up and splash. It's Ace Ventura 3, 4, yeah. something. Uh, I worked at a certain amusement park in Ohio that was considered America's Roller Coast in 2005. <laughs> That summer, the transformer of a particularly wicked roller coaster of a cyclonic nature blew, and we had to literally pull people back into the station with a rope tied to the car and about 20 people. And instead of replacing it, they just worked at making it usable for the rest of the summer, and throughout the rest of the year, we would have to have it go down into emergency shutdown mode, and we were told to just try turning it off and on again. I don't know. I've never heard of a... of. Uh... Um, like I didn't work at attractions in uh in Disney, but I've never heard like, hey, if the ride breaks down, just bust out this grappling hook we have in the closet. Over yeah. here. <laughs> Let's get dangerous. No, I, I feel like yeah, I, I'm from what I'm seeing in here. Most people who were Disney employees, they had the opposite reaction, which is like, 
Look, if anything ever broke down, you'd never fucking see it. Even if you were on the ride, they'd make you think it was part of it. Unless it's a Yeti, then it's... Yeah. Then you just yeah, someone did bring up Disco Yeti, and the first three comments were all, Disco Yeti! Um, yeah, I feel like the only thing that ever... And I talked about it on the show, so I won't get into full details, but there is a, um, a ride in Uni- Universal Islands of Adventure made by... A doctor who wants to bring doom to people. I won't say what specific ride it is, but it does yeet you up into the air. And one day, a guy came down and looked at us and goes, Hey, just so you know, like, literally the, the fucking... I don't know what it's called, but the thing on glasses that hook around your ear, those are enough to unlock the fucking seatbelts. So if you wanted to commit suicide in just a very grandiose fashion, you could do it that way. I worked for Six Flags Over Texas, and while not a malfunction, most people don't know about the employees that would ride the shockwave without seatbelts and standing up. You see, (laughs) the reverse G-force would hold you in your seat as long as you sat back down after the first two loops. One female employee, however, (laughs) decided to be brave and tried to do it throughout the whole thing. She was then ejected out of the ride after the loops during the little hump. She fell and was luckily saved by her face hitting a wire (laughs) before smashing to the ground. One time, a motorcycle from the Batman Stunt Spectacular jumped a ramp and hit a female performer during rehearsals. Um... Here's the person talking about Everest. I mean, the, I, this think, pers- uh, I think they had somebody in uh, Indiana Jones that, like, fell, like, 30 feet to the ground during, yeah, like, I've a heard practice. Uh, I went to Disney World when I was eight, and Snow White or some princess was standing up against the wall taking photos. I somehow glanced behind her and saw that the dress was ripped, and her ass was completely <laughs> hanging out, and she was acting <laughs> like nothing was happening. <laughs> And that's all fine and dandy. And then this guy had to out himself as a pervoid, because then he puts, edit. Now that I think about it, the fact that she was being so relaxed while her ass was exposed <laughs> is pretty hot. Even the contrast between seeing a woman made up like a Disney princess and seeing her ass is hot itself. <laughs> like, okay, now you've gone wrong. Now you've made an error. Uh, let's Coming see. Coming soon oh. to Hulu, oh white. <laughs> let's see, this one, nope, this one's depressing. That's got a bunch of, all I gotta do is look, and if I see the word suicide, I'm like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, <laughs> I worked for the theme park inside Mall of America. Oh, I already know this is gonna, I already know this is gonna go bad. I can not speak for other theme parks, but the rides that he worked at were very safe. Uh, it was very well maintained. And 98% of the time, the injuries we did have to deal with were the direct result of parents either not supervising or actively encouraging their kids to break (laughs) the rules. The worst malfunction I ever had was on a ride that I believe no longer exists called the Might Axe. What? It, It made the news for getting stuck literally upside down and the fire department had to cut everybody out. Uh, let's see. Horrifying. 
Yes, what the news media left out was that the maintenance department could have gotten everyone down in 10 minutes, but people ended up calling 911, and the fire department overruled maintenance and spent two hours cutting everyone out of their restraints, which cost us a ton of money to fix. During uh, my tenure, I got assigned to that ride rotation a lot and had the Mighty Axe get stuck upside down twice. And both times, maintenance was relatively able to fix the problem. The worst was watching people try to wriggle out of the restraints while upside down. Hey, could you not, please? <laughs> we don't want to see this splat happen. Yeah, you'll have a new ride called, called Mighty Gravity. Alright, and here is my favorite one. Some years ago, I was working my summer vacation at an amusement park running a roller coaster. I got to sit and push buttons, give safety instructions, etc. So we get the train full of people, I get the all clear, hit the button to start the train up the hill, when I see something out of my periphery. A guy has somehow climbed the gigantic wall surrounding the ride, dropped down next to the track where I am about to send a metal train full of people at 40 miles per hour. I quickly slam on the emergency stop button which shuts down everything on the ride and grab the phone for security. Coworkers come to see what happens and I point to the guy down in the ride zone. He's acting weird, erratic, and is taking off his clothes while climbing on the roller coaster's track. Security tells us not to approach in case he's dangerous and to move the people in line away. Meanwhile, I head up the stairs to talk to the people who were stuck in the ride. Stairs were open, metal things, extra narrow, steep, and at this point, very damp. In the best times, I hated climbing them. I get up, and most of the people are calm, except for one woman freaking out, panicking that the ride is malfunctioning. And, uh, I understand panic attacks, so I quickly call a manager because I couldn't let her out, but the manager was able to do it. Manager finally arrives, lets this woman off with dire warnings about how dangerous those steps can be, and by this point, police are arriving, there's all sorts of stuff going on, and then another guy announces he wants off the ride, too. So the manager lets him off. He climbs over another guest, faces the train, and calmly announces that this entire thing, the security, the police, and the half-naked man was a, was a cover-up for the fact that the ride had malfunctioned and that everyone on that vehicle was going to die. <laughs> and I'll be damned if they didn't believe him! <laughs> We evacuated, two people fell walking down the stairs, and I had to fill out a shit ton of paperwork to keep people from suing. Thankfully, we were able to call a cop over to witness, and after police left, the ride was started back up with absolutely no issues. <laughs> I didn't know Epcot Food and Wine had a roller coaster. <laughs> hey, don't talk about me, man. That was, that was me. That was my family. Um, let me see. I'm trying to see. A lot of these stories are all really lengthy, and it's either really happy or a lot about suicide. And I'm like, oh, okay. Wait, what the fuck? Not a malfunction, ride malfunction, but still a malfunction. Oh, shit! I know where this is! I worked at Islands of Adventure. A lady ignored the sign on the penny crushing machine in the Spider-Man store that I worked right beside that read out of order. She shoved her changed in, and being that the machine was out of order, did nothing. She saw me working the register and proceeded to storm up to me and bitch that the machine ate her change. I looked over and asked if the out of order sign was still on it since I had placed it there about 30 minutes prior. <laughs> 
She said yes, and then proceeded to bitch because I couldn't refund her. I have no way of opening the machine, and I'm not going to shorten my register. Eventually, I got sick of her moaning and proceeded to take a dollar out of my pocket, slam it on the counter with a, here, lady, and then walked away to go on break. <laughs> Later that day, our managers were investigating who had pissed this lady off enough to go to the front gate and bitch about the penny machine and the employee. <laughs> Luckily, I would wear other employees' name tags for such reasons. <laughs> yes! This dude is my hero! They never did find out who Sergio from Micronesia was. I fucking hated the guests at that place, and it's the only job I've ever walked out on. Oh my god, that's good. I know, um, uh, I once rode, uh, the Jungle Cruise, and the skipper's name was, I want to say it was like Mike or John or something, but his name tag said Beethoven. <laughs> Um, I, I worked with a guy who was a huge fan of Pokemon, and on the little tag where it'll say, like, Scotty from Alabama, his said from Pallet Town, and I was very <laughs> proud of him for that. How did you get away with that? I, I guess, because, well, I mean, to be fair, when I worked at T-Rex, my little dinosaur Poopsie got his own name tag. If you know the right people, you can get anything <laughs> else. I guess, um... I guess, I mean, Epic Universe could have that since they have their little Nintendo section. Um, like, yeah. Like oh my god. Oh my it's god. It's Mario from the Mushroom Kingdom. Hooray. I know, I know this game. So this one is not about, like, a theme park. This is about a Dave and Buster's, which is like a theme park for <laughs> alcoholics. On the night... <laughs> On the night in question, my friends and I discovered a game in which you were supposed to hit a button at just the right time to make a ball drop into a numbered ring. I fucking dominated this game! I love this game so much! It was designed to be insanely difficult, and in fact, it might have been impossible had it not been for the hand-sized hole in one side of the machine. We took turns playing the game, which involved acting like we were trying to time the button presses, then catching the ball and quickly depositing it into the highest scoring ring. We managed to rack up several hundred tickets, but our best discovery came when we were ready to turn those tickets in. It used to be that when you turned in tickets for prizes, arcades would run them through a counting machine. At Dave and Buster, Dust, Dave and Buster's, we discovered that they used to scale. Also, it happened to be positioned in such a way that if one were to lean on the counter at just the right angle, they'd be able to push down on the scale as well. <laughs> Fuck yes. By the end of the outing, my friends and I had actually managed to buy a $20 piece of schlock for the low, low price of only $20. And... <laughs> At one of those arcades, that's definitely a victory. If I recall, recall correctly, we left with a vaguely futuristic-looking alarm clock. Too long didn't read, we cheated Dave and never got busted. <laughs> um, I've, I mean, I've played some, like, like, arcade games that had, like, that one little thing where if you knew what you were doing, you could just rack up crap tons that of tickets, but I never, like, tried to win a futuristic alarm clock kind of thing. That's me with that ball drop game. I, I dominated the ball drop game. One time, have you played the ones where you put a quarter in and it slides down and like has to hit the outside of this ring and land on like just the perfect spot? No, I, 
I'm not sure, maybe. It's like a really <laughs> old school sure. game. It's literally a spinning disc that you throw quarters onto, essentially like roulette, and it slowly rolls down into a certain <laughs> markered place. One time, there was a buildup of coins in it that was <laughs> forcing it, the game to not, like not deposit your coin away from the track so i just kept putting quarters in and coins were just repeatedly being reused and winning me more and more tickets constantly and then finally one like one of the fucking 16 year olds who was working there looks over like excuse me sir that is not legal what you're doing and i'm like fight me jerry i don't <laughs> care i'm dominating there was they let me, um, they let us keep my, the rest of the tickets though, so I was appreciative yeah, of that. My arcade had a thing that was like you put the quarter in like a vertical slot and it slides down a ramp, and it has like like plinko size like little holes to get it in. Oh whichever yeah, one that's you got in. and the edges were like seventy five tickets or something like that. But you could literally just aim for the edge, and the quarter would like hit the wall and just ride down the wall vertically. But even if it went all the way to the side, it would still trigger the 75. So you could just unload 75 tickets a quarter. Hell which is pretty yeah. good, pretty good exchange rate back in like 1997 when that well, was, was well, still open. Jim, this is not a podcast about arcades. <laughs> although that would, that would be my experience here. I would be like, oh, finally, I've got this. I've worked it that longer than Jim's working in fucking Disney World. I've done it. But it is instead a podcast about building our own theme park, and we've already teased what we're doing this week because we're building the most dangerous theme park in America, the Epic Universe. And this week I gave you a challenge, a challenge to build the most dangerous theme park ride of all time. I'm turning into Nathan Fillion, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> I thought you were turning into Patrick Warburton, and that's fine. Ah, well, Jim... Jim Murphy, if you just want me to tell you about my rides, it's all you have to do is ask. It's fine. Um, yeah, my ride, Jim, are you familiar with, uh, and I guess I could have done this last week too, but the video game Super Mario Maker. Um, enough, yes. Well, there are certain levels in Mario Maker referred to as don't move levels. And those are levels where you are dropped into such buck wild chaos and <laughs> just just by ignoring the chaos around you and staying perfectly still you can make it to the end of the level relatively unscathed but if you move to the left or the right just a little bit too much you will die which my leads me reunions. to this is good which leads me to my ride which is called the tomb of wonders and the <laughs> The one rule in the Tomb of Wonders is do not fucking move. Whatever you do, when you get in your seat, <laughs> when you get in the seat, you know, they'll go around and check like seat belts and all that. They will position you exactly where you need to be positioned. <laughs> and you are not allowed to leave that position. I don't because... know if I can hold it like this. I'm going to try, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that fucking game show they had where there was, like, the human-sized cardboard cutouts in the walls, and you've got to fit, like, sit, sink your body to that. No, well, that is, that's a thing. And then, basically, I wanted to do an Indiana Jones kind of ride, but with real stakes to it. 
Which is why you're gonna go through like this temple and as fire shoots down, it will get dangerously close. But as long as you don't move, you're fine. You just can't move. If you move, you're fucked. And you, the fire, it might fuck the other people because you're gonna catch and then grandma's gonna catch and now the whole boat's up in flames. <laughs> And as you go on, it becomes exceedingly more dangerous. So, like, there is a room where, um, like, you look and you see the holes that arrows shoot out of. And, like, in the ride, they'll just make, like, a foo noise. And maybe an air jet will blow past you. No, we actually shoot arrows at the guests. <laughs> but, as I've previously stated... If you don't move, you're fine. And so there's a bunch of little traps like that until you reach the last room. And this is where I'm going to divert away from, uh, from the world of Indiana Jones and into another Steven Spielberg film. Because its vision is based on movement, Jim. Its vision is based on movement. Stay perfectly still and everything will be fine. Because there is, in fact, a real T-Rex. I don't know <laughs> how I got him, but he's in the room. Maybe, is there an animal whose vision is based on movement that will literally kill you? How about, like, uh, just use, um, just use, what's the, like, Truckosaurus? Just <laughs> Truckosaurus's vision is based on movement and also if you've got a fucking four loco in your hands. Um, yeah, that, there would be snakes. Like, there would just be a bunch of dangerous animals whose visions are all based on movement. And at that point, it's not even our fault as a theme park. That's your <laughs> fault for not being safe around the animals. And now they, I mean, we can't stop them once they do what they, their dark machinations. Uh, and then finally, the last room, the door behind you shuts, preventing the snakes and everything from getting. And now is when the full Indiana Jones kicks in as a giant rock shoots behind you. And then I don't know if we'll have a sign or something, but something letting you know it's safe to move now. And that's when you can raise your hands in the air and get all pumped and excited as you go down a drop into some water as the rock chases you. Not Dwayne, the, an actual boulder. <laughs> not Dwayne Johnson, star of the Jungle Cruise. And see, here's what I like about this, Jim. Not everybody at the end of one of these rides is going to be excited to throw their hands up and have a great time when you're taking your photos. Now I'm giving them a physical reason to be excited <laughs> because they've been frozen in fear for 15 minutes. And now that they can finally move, everyone is going to be like, fuck yeah! Um, I think that if somebody defies the rule of the ride and... No, they uh, die. And a, a bad thing occurs... You would you would then hear a very jaunty sort of like uh, tone, like a doo doo doo, and then please do not fucking move, <laughs> and then it just goes back to the ride. Jim, I genuinely thought you were gonna hear a jaunty tune as a bunch of 
tiny uh, cast members run out painted orange, and they're like, oompa doompa doompa dee doo. He fucking moved now, you shouldn't too. Oompa loompa doompa dee die. He's got an arrow stuck in his eye. So, yeah, I like, I really prefer the ding. Please, don't fucking move. You're fucking Whatever the Spanish translation would be. Um, so yeah, that's my ride. Any other any questions about the danger the danger zone? I guess that could be a thing. That would be interesting. Is if on the vehicle we could somehow mark in the air how far you could move. And that's the danger zone, is if you go beyond that. And each each section, the danger zone gets closer and closer till that last move, you're straight up frozen in place. Um, I mean, maybe with VR you could pull that off, but that would be even more horrifying, I think. No, yeah, that one would be a lot more. Actually, dude, could you imagine... Oh, I I don't know why I didn't think of this as a trap to put in. The fucking giant guillotine blades that swing down definitely are going to swing down between the four rows. So there's three blades that go specifically between those fucking rows. And uh, um, also, if the I, I vehicle, assume... if the vehicle like messes up or anything, or if you go a little too fast or a little too slow, you will perish, and that won't even be of your own accord. That's just because the ride fucked up. Yeah, that'll so just be I... a Reddit thread, a new Reddit thread, I guess. <laughs> My uncle moved on the Cave of Wonders. <laughs> the, uh, I think you would have to put like the like how. Um... Flight of Passage has the fake, like, banshee outside you could sit on to test. I think you would have to put some people in and be like, make sure you can do every position on this, like, template. And if you oh, can't, no, no. you it's should not, not gonna ride be, this. It's not going to be a complicated pose. It's literally hands down at your waists. We may have shackles that wrap around to keep <laughs> you locked there. And, and just perfect posture this can also be a ride for um those fancy schools what teach children how to have manners we can send them there put books on their heads and then arrows shoot off the books oh shit that could be a great thing in the last room you put apples on everybody's head and a fucking actual archer we hire shoots them off of everybody's head and you get to take the apple home after. Free souvenirs, you're doing wonders. Disney exactly. would charge $20 an apple, I think. I think that could be a photo op, perhaps. That could be after the fact, <laughs> is you can get uh, an apple shot off your head by an archer by not moving. And I, I really do. I think that's what we're going to go for here outside the Cave of Wonders. How much you pay determines how um, much training they have. Yeah. Do you want to pay for the $50 Archer or the $10 Archer? Uh, man, I'm not going to get paid till next Wednesday. So can we do the $10 Archer? Well, you're not going to make it till next Wednesday, but all right, go on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Charles. <laughs> all I've got is this $1 bill. Come on, baby. Let's do this thing. Whoop. 
All right, that one's my idea, Jim, and I feel like it's effectively dangerous. What did you come with this week? Um, so <clears throat> I had this thought uh, in high school about a roller coaster that I think would probably kill the riders. Okay. Um, just based on G-forces alone. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But I, I do, also I remember... Watch- I watch a YouTube channel. I can't remember what the guy's name is, but he does, like, different Let's Plays. He played Planet Coaster, and he made one that he called The Blender, and it was just literally spinning you in a tight spiral into the Earth itself. And the game measures how much the G-forces are. It went off of the chart. It was so intense. Well, I... I recall a travel channel show that was like, here's some like crazy roller coasters. And this is probably like early 2000s timeframe. And I've never actually seen video of this any other time. And I can't find even that it really existed, but I think it was near Vegas, either like somewhere outside of Vegas. But the idea was that you sat in a uh, roller coaster car that was inside of, it was kind of inside a tunnel, but it was, open so the the wheels were on either side of you instead of underneath of you i don't like that would allow you to go and do barrel rolls completely without like not like a corkscrew but like legitimately like your like your chest doesn't move and your body moves around that circle i don't like that i don't like that at all Oh so my god. I, I want to do a similar track design to that, but inside of it, instead of a roller coaster car, I do want to put the gyroscope in space camp. Oh fuck. I was going to say either that or just giant hamster balls. And then everyone tubes through across uh, Vegas. No, I think they would need to be, in order for this to be suitably, like, probably lethal, uh, you would have to <laughs> suspend them inside of it. Because I feel yeah. like once they're able to like free move, then it just becomes more like, uh, like a rock tumbler, which could probably that's also to- be that's bad. more torturous at that point. That's not going to yeah. get you a confirmed kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's basically my idea is to to put someone through like something similar to like just pick a roller coaster and send them through in a in a gyroscopic ball that allows them to spin in every and any direction. Could there be a cannon at the end of it that shoots (laughs) them into a lake? This is another one of the ones that empties out into what I'm going to call the drainage swamp, which is our fucking, (laughs) our, um, our water water park park. edition. So it just cannons you out. My God, this is going to be a terrifying water park because just at any point of the day, you're going to have humans flinging down at you in in wingsuits, giant balls flinging into the lake. I mean, you could. I actually think it would be... Oh, I don't want to use the words technically possible, but I think it would be technically possible to put someone through a, like, hamster-style, like, habit trail. Yeah, ball. but this would be motorized and and, da- and I, dangerous. If, if the, and dangerous. If the, yeah, if the Epcot Play Pavilion was a giant habit trail that I could run around in in a giant hamster ball, yeah. that might actually make it worth me visiting it. Yeah, I okay. Do you have any like theming <laughs> for it, or is it literally going to look like a hamster um, habit trail s- just pimping s- around um, our park? Similar, 
similar to you, I do think that what this ride needs is a Top Gun Danger Zone theme. Okay. Like, just pipe that song in through it just to give people something to go out on. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel like if we're going to do that, we need to rip ride rocket it, which means that every person can come in, can hook up their Spotify and you get to choose the song you die to. Now, see, this is where I feel everyone likes to think I'm the kooky, crazy one of the affair. People can survive my ride. You have created a fucking Dr. Kevorkian death missile that fucking shoots corpses into our water park. Well, I think if you, if, if the, um, if you kept it in the style of, like, Primeval World. Okay. Like, that smallish, like, the drops aren't horrible, the, the, the speed isn't intense, but you are rotating in every single direction at once, that's probably survivable. It's gonna suck, but it's probably <laughs> survivable. Can I, uh, propose a theme for it? And it's, it's certainly not gonna be a roller that coaster. Would, I think that would give the world name of primeval world more like gravitas i think well here's my new idea for it jim because i like your ride vehicle which is essentially a giant fucking ball which is why i propose we build the world's largest pinball board and then you just <laughs> fucking toss people into it so the only part that could truly really kill you would be the launch because the launch is gonna fucking yeet you up there to the top <laughs> of the board but then you're kind of unless you're really lucky unlucky and miss every single peg on the way down and just fall straight you're, it's gonna suck, but you'll have stuff to stop you on the way down. I've, which I've played a lot of pinball. I would not be one of. I would not want to be in the middle of like that three, like the three circle bumper uh, section. Just <laughs> where it's like just, three of them really tightly knit. Yeah, it's just, that would be very bad. How did we? Like, especially with the noise, that would be awful. <laughs> Oh, and the noise is very loud and plays throughout the entire sphere that you're in consistently. Uh, yeah, and as you get on, they're like, would you like, um, for your final moments, would you like to be in the Kiss pinball game? Would you like the <laughs> WWE WrestleMania pinball game? Do you have the Adam's Dark family. Knight one? Adams, yes, the fucking Adams Family one. Do you have the Dark Knight one? Oh, no, we actually sold that one last week to... <laughs> Uh, Dr. Kevorkian, he wanted that yeah. one. I would I would absolutely go out to my favorite pinball game of all time, Riverboat Gambler. Mine is uh mine is Dark Knight. That was not a that was not a gimmick. Yeah. I loved the Dark Knight one. Uh so Jim, we've done it. We've made two slash three rides, depending on if <laughs> we're gonna count when I took your ride and just said, fuck it, make it pinball. <laughs> uh but what are we oh wait, we know what we're gonna be doing next week. Next yeah, week I we're going to be Playing a little. Do you want to play a game? Cause we are next week. Yeah, I look good because that'll give me an extra week to come up with a challenge anyway. Because I didn't. Know that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I was about to be like, well, what's the challenge after that? But now apparently I yeah. see. I have no idea. Um, yeah. Would uh, you like to give people a description of what we're gonna be playing next week? I know we've talked about it a little bit, yeah. but but let's tease it up. Um, I think we're just going to do, like, the one-day version of the game, because I think that'll be easier. 
Yes. But, um, yeah, Survive the Magic is a, is a role-playing game that is kind of like Dungeons & Dragons, but it's with, like, drunken uh, guests and, and shitty cast members and yeah. vloggers and stuff. And uh, the idea is to kind of make your way through a day at Disney World without either uh, getting kicked out or arrested or being so um, imbued with magic and fantasy and wonder that you decide to, like, become a blogger. No, okay. So your choices are vlogger or arrested. Okay. I mean, so, the, kind of the the story is that you are like a kind of like an amateur blogger, or like, but but you go like you hit the event horizon if you kind of push too far in one direction. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like Honey Heist that that game where yes. you can either become too much of a businessman or become too much of a bear. Yeah, that, that was my, my starting point was Honey Heist, and I kind of worked out from that. Well, until... And we should be joined by a special guest. I don't know who that's going to be, but we'll find out next week. But until then, where can people find you on the internet, Jimothy? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Apparently Smart. Uh, go there, and um, you can check out my, my book on Kindle called Accounting for Glory. It's only a dollar, so go, go check that out. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy my books on Amazon. Check out all the other BS network programs, including the brand new show, Me Again, online at a load of pure BS.com. And remember to support these good old-fashioned op-at boys by picking up some merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com under the opposite attractions tab, or by donating to the Patreon, like the Patreon saint of Opposite Attractions, Ransom Meltzer. He helps support the show, and in exchange for that, he gets shouted out. He gets access to our Discord and access to a super secret show that is only available to our patrons. And until next time, remember to find Jim and me on Twitter at Hop at show that's spelled o-p-p-a-t-t-s-h-o-w are you down with o-p-p